When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Here's your instant match reaction, the final one of what feels like it's been a never-ending campaign of Premier League football for Everton. They lost 3-1. Uh, they went down 3-1 at home to Bournemouth today in a novel in performance. Believe it or not, it was the first time they lost to home since November, which is bizarre. Because uh, it feels like we're not much joy at home, really, in recent weeks. But um, we are where we are. The season's over. Mark Mosey, Dave Downey joining me to, to have a chat about it. And I suppose the, the, the positive thing and, and the sad things in, in many respects is that this is a season we all wanted to end, and it's over now, Dave. Yeah, it's it's been a shocking campaign, hasn't it? And, and the, uh, the pandemic has, has just elongated uh, all, all of our frustration, hasn't it? It's, it's made it into somewhat of a purgatory for us all to continue watching this side. Um, and that's all in a typical Everton fashion, when we've got one of the best managers we could hope to have on board as well, um, which makes it even more infuriating and it was a campaign that I think promised quite a lot. I mean, <laughs> you think back to when we were all down at Crystal Palace on that opening day and uh, John-Philippe Gabarman and, and Moise Keane warm up at the start, the reception they both got, the reception they both got when they come onto the pitch in the latter half of that game as well. Um, and we were all coming away from Sellers Park disappointed with the draw at the time. My word, what would you give for the draw of Sellers Park at the moment with this gang of letdowns? Um and this, you know, you think back, Marco Silva feels like a lifetime ago, but nonetheless, I mean, some of these performances are worse than what he yeah. he put out, if we're honest. And um, that that must be mitigated. And the caveat to that must be that none of us, I don't think, put any blame at Carlo Ancelotti's door for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it seems like, you know, we, we, we come to that word apathy almost every single season, don't we, at some point. It feels as if almost that the players have, have had apathy towards playing for this football club, and that's that's overwhelmingly unacceptable. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I don't think I've felt this way about players down in tools since the the worst times under Ronald Koeman, 
um, the worst times under Martinez, but I, I don't ever recall being this scathing about so many individuals, about them not looking like they, 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 they give a shit about this football club or playing for it. And even worse, impressing, not wanting to impress a manager like Carlo Ancelotti and show that they've got a future here. So, yeah, an absolutely dreadful season. We fit, what did we finish 12th in the end? Southampton won, didn't we? So, honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's by the by. Um, and, you know, the, the, the real depressing thought from this matter, and I was talking to a few people on Twitter about it, was how can you possibly get excited for next season? We normally, and I'm sure we will at some point when we start getting a couple of people through the door, fingers crossed. But right now, I mean, a lot of people talk about the slight tweaks that this squad needs, maybe, you know, an odd different, maybe a different system, different shape, maybe some young players coming through. We finished that season, I feel absolutely nothing. I feel like, Dare I say it, Matt, and the, the hyperbole of a post-match show, like we always seem to have. I want us to get to forty points as quickly as possible next season. That's how that's how bad I feel about this group of players, and it's certainly the the sourest I've ever felt finishing a season. Because if you look at when we went into this campaign with Silver, yes, last season was by no means one to write home about. But you think about those big victories at home against the big sides in the Premier League. We we had some sort of confidence and momentum going into a transfer window, which ultimately let us down because we didn't get a centre-half, or so we thought that would be our only troubles. Uh, it turns out to be much worse than that, didn't it, with, with, with Kabamon's injury and it was effectively not a replacement just a gay. But then you arrive at, at a campaign that's just been diabolical from start to finish. And, it, you know, we're very, very lucky, I think, that we weren't dragged into this. We were very, very lucky because if you look at the performances against the sides and around us, you think of Villa, in the bottom three, actually, you think of Villa, you oh, think of Bournemouth. They've taken six points off us this season. Yeah, they beat us three one both times, haven't they? Not um, beat us at home. <laughs> yeah, we only beat them one nil away. You look at the teams below us, and we've dropped points too. And there's there's seldom many that I can many performances I can think of this season. The first that I've enjoyed, and secondly that we've probably deserved to come away with three points. And and so I I think the, this summer now. Um, which is obviously shortened by the fact the season starts again in six weeks' time. It's it's far too much work for us to do for, to, for us to get into any semblance of hoping to get in zero league position. I think we need a hell of a lot of work, Matt, and a hell of a lot. Of, you know, you're looking at changing half a dozen at least in that team. I think to yeah. start getting it anywhere near something that looks efficient. And how long is that going to take? It's certainly going to be longer than six weeks. And I don't think Everton are going to go out and get six players. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, Moses, six weeks long enough about these lads? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, six years, it, isn't Six <laughs> weeks. I think the main thing is that six weeks doesn't seem long enough for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave mentioned about sort of how you can positively look at next season. I think the only real positive that we've had are the verbals from Ancelotti. I think a, a lot of the things that he said this week are the things that you want your ever to say but it only takes 90 minutes of dangerous levels of terrible football to make you realise that those those ideals that we we so hope are not too far away are at the moment an absolute dream um, well, what's, the, he, what's he thinking there most what, what do you think he's thinking on that touchline there when he's watching that well 
he he must be incredibly confident in himself about this evolution. The only reason I think he used the word evolution is that he got it mixed up with revolution, revolution. because it's yeah. what we need. Um, he, he, he must be incredibly confident about knowing what the requirements are of this squad and also having both the finances and the influence to try and get top-level European players to come and play for... A, a, a pretty pointless Premier League side. They've just finished 12th in the league. And I know that Ancelotti's name will carry a lot of power in those negotiations. But ultimately, when teams, unfortunately, like Wolves, come knocking on the same door as these players, yeah. they're only going to be turned one way. Uh, and that is, the, that is the danger of throwing, what, nine or ten games at the end of your season away. Because those league positions and the the sense of apathy, which is obviously the Everton word to use at the moment. People people know what type of football club we are now. And as much as it was massively overemphasised on, on the TV today, it's even to the point where pundits now are just so aware of what Everton are. Uh, and it, it's almost the go-to thing to do now for people in football is to lay into Everton and how much they don't care and how terrible they are. And... As Evertonians, I think we're all at that point now where we don't need to hear it anymore because we've lived this life for so long. We yeah. know how bad we are. Um, but I mean, even that's a worry, isn't it, as well, Moose? You know, you, you feel to hear those sort of things, and it's like, well, that's what West Ham have been for years. You yeah. see those are footballers that go there. Irrelevant. And, you, and, you know, fo- footballers talk and they speak to each other about things. And, you know, if, if a player's not going to come to Everton and they hear a commentator or an analyst saying, well, those players don't care. Well, they get on the phone to somebody they know, they know who knows someone at Everton and the dress, you know, they say there's lads in the dressing room there that don't care. And that's mm. what it is as well, isn't it? It's, it's going to take it. That won't get too, you know, broad away from the game today because we've got obviously loads of time to talk about this now. But, you know, that, that in itself is a worry that the football club has gone from being a one where, you know, towards the end of David Moyes' tenure where it was all about spirit, it's all about battle and everybody in that squad had the right attitude. And now it's, it's, it's completely flipped on its head. And we're almost like West Ham, where you'd say, well, they're a bit of a joke club with mercenaries there who don't really give a shit about what, the, what they're doing or about the, the professional courtesy. Yeah, and the dangerous thing is that all of those teams will, will look at Everton and, and what, they, what they will predictably do over the next six weeks. And it's probably just lash a load of money at it again. And as, as much as one day that will probably work because there's only so many terrible players you can sign for big money without something clicking into place. But there'll, there'll be clubs around the world at the moment rubbing their hands thinking, well, I'm going to offload my my mediocre to good players. People that, that we've historically gone for, like Sigerson, like Ashley Williams, like the catalogue of terrible signings that we've made over recent years. And you're right in that we, we do become somewhat of a joke um, the one-line summary of Everton this season would be that they are the team that phoned it in with a third of the season left. And I know that I know that people, if we're going to talk about teams who didn't bounce back well from the restart, teams like Leicester City get their name thrown into the mix straight away. I mean, that they are in a situation where they can actually make something of their football team this season. They're chasing for Europe. Not once did I watch Leicester City and think you've absolutely given up on your season yet. Results didn't go well. They played poorly. They ultimately didn't quite reach the heights that you would have expected them to. Everton admittedly never had that goal or never had that aim, something to achieve. But that that is 
on on top of what any form of sportsman should do that's all of the reason to show your motivation and to show how the mm. future is going to be different the next game is going to be different the next season is going to be different and ultimately in the press after every single game of this resource we've had not only senior players but also Carlo Ancelotti actually challenging these players to be different and to do better and every single time they take to the field bar one game at Sheffield United, <coughs> it's that constant feeling of disappointment that you get watching them and it, it is hard to put put your finger on what we change because you don't want to put your finger on it you just want to slap your entire palm on it because there's, there's so many issues and uh, there'll, there'll be one massive one at the back for us today that we go on to talk about but with, with every passing game the priorities become so much more diverse uh, and at the moment you're struggling to find a position that that you feel comfortable with with remaining and going into the new season yeah uh, before we get into speaking about the game and you know the, the negative sides of it uh, just a couple of things i wanted to mention up first of all everton should have a penalty at 2-1 it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely blatant that, that i don't know why that's not given or certainly not reviewed um ridiculous and you know var is, is screwed us over a lot of times this season could have done today. Everything could have easily lost the game anyway, but you know that that should have been reviewed at least. I think it was a, a stonewall penalty. And just you know, the, the one positive today before we get on to speaking about the, the negative aspects was you know Moyes Keane started, looked bright, got his goal, and um, at least a good thing. Day looking ahead to next season, we can sort of say you know this lad's had a torrid, a torrid year, all things told. Um, but he started today, impressed today, tired after the hour a little bit, but um, he, he got on the score sheet, which is obviously good. Yeah, it is, and and it makes you feel as if that this you know this should have been one of, of several starts that he's had under Carlo Ancelotti. Again, I'm, I'm hesitant to criticise the manager, but I think one thing if I could change anything about um, his management would be that he should have got a bit more game time in this uh, in this close and throws of the season. Simply because we it's been abundantly clear, I think, for at least well half a dozen games that we haven't had anything to play for. I think ultimately we were down at Spurs, weren't we? I think there's a there's a perfectly reasonable argument to say that him, Gordon, Branthwaite, he was he was sort of shoehorned in. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have played any football at all had uh, had Holgate or Mina been fit for these final few games. But um, I wouldn't have seen the harm in, in starting them. And, and looking at the performances of everybody else, yes, in hindsight, we'd have all rather had them on the pitch than some of the ones that we've seen. Matthew, uh, again. Um, Flattered to the seat, well, not even flattered to the seat. Have they? They've just been, they've just been atrocious and let the shirt down, let the club down. Um, but yeah, Moyes Keane, it, it was great to see him have some sort of freedom as well. Matt, he was the the, the point, he was the figurehead of the attack, wasn't he? The ball were going up to him. Uh, love, lovely touches sometimes. I think he's got bags of potential. Me, I think his decision making is the one thing that he needs to work on. And yet, that's the only thing you're going to get by playing more games. So, I mean, again, I have a great deal of sympathy with him in that regard. Um, the, the, some of the touches he had, some of the link-up play he had, Luca Dean, um, when the ball's fired into his feet, he's big and strong. I think he's quicker than a lot of people give him credit for it as well. There's a time, I think, when the ball gets leathered up towards the, um, the park end corner, between the park end and the away end. And uh, he, he outsprints Bournemouth's player, gets there, plays a lovely ball into Richarlison, who, who has a shot that fires it over. Um, I, I think there's a lot to work with Demois Keane. I think there's a lot to have a look at financially in terms of how he mixes uh, Keane, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin. A bit good that he got, he got taken off, to be honest with you. I think he probably deserves to finish the full 90. He didn't look too despondent, though. He looked quite pleased with his performance. 
I'm so glad he got the goal as well um, because that ultimately, I think, keeps the, the balls from the door, doesn't it? When when a lot of players get heavy criticism, because I know a lot of Evertonians aren't totally sold on him, um, but um, I think if there's anybody with you know a, a great amount of mitigating circumstances this season, it's probably him um, because you know even even if he was starting games and he still wasn't finding the net, the excuse you can make for that is the the, the lack of quality and, and supply to him. As people make the case about Calvert Lewin in the last few games, um, you know he's not going to score goals if he's not presented them by by some of his teammates, and they've been in short supply unfortunately. So yeah, brilliant to see him have that attitude as well, Matt. I think he he, he really. Looked like he wants to get the bit between his teeth. He was running everywhere. Certainly couldn't accuse him of laziness, which obviously he was labelled that infamous time he was taken off, having come on as a sub at Old Trafford, what, seven months ago now. Um, so he's one to look at and think there's a bright future here. I think, you know, next few weeks is going to be important for him. Um, keeps his head down, trains well. And hopefully you look at him starting more games at the start of the forthcoming season. I thought it worked quite well. The formation worked quite well for him. If we had a 10 of any capability, I thought we, he might well have got a few more chances. But Sigurdsson, I think, slowed everything down when it actually looked like we had some pace on the attack in the first half. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I was pleased with him today. And I think he can he can hold his chin up, uh, unlike so many of the others on the day. Hmm. Just uh, very, very quickly, I don't know if you lots have seen this, uh, but just been announced by Everton that Leighton Baines is retired from professional football so that is it that was Leighton Baines' last game for Everton today yeah, we'll try and get something out tonight on that um, maybe separate part or something because I think he definitely deserves it uh, we'll see what we can do just, just on that Matt uh, what, 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 what a shame that is I'm sure to speak here because he's, he's been immense he has been immense and our football club it was lucky to have him um, what was it 2007 13 years he's devoted his career for this football club and lo and behold, it all ends with 20 minutes in that game today. It's a, it's a crying shame that lad, first of all, didn't win the trophy, many people will say. But the, it, it's almost indicative of the teams he's had to play in. Hmm. And like I completely agree with what you put on Twitter earlier today about him being world-class. Genuinely a world-class left-back. And Everton had the pleasure of him for so many years. We, yes, like many many fans do, we took him for granted at the times. When he was in his pomp and Baines was in his pomp, we didn't even think of fullback as an issue. But I tell you what, right now, it's a big issue for us. It, you know, it's nowhere near the, um, the difficulty we'll have sorting the midfield out. But I tell you what, 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 a, what a player to have to replace now. Hmm. And it's just desperately, desperately sad that no one was there to give him a send-off. And, and he had to be part of a, of a show like that. And even right till the end, Matt... He made that fantastic yeah, tackle yeah, yeah. Yeah. where Bournemouth should have gone 3-1 up before they did. He gets back in. It makes a fantastic challenge and keeps his side in the game. The ultimate professional. And um, it's, a, it's a tremendously sad day for our club that you have to let a player go like that because us three, the age we are, can you think of anybody else who's been as good as him for such a long time? No way. No one. No one gets no. close. Uh, I mean, no. we, had, we had sort of occasional seasons of wonderful attacking players some people like Lukaku and Kinchelskis and, and they they were you know rightly so fans favourites but as you said th- this guy was one of the best in his role yeah. in the world and he consistently not only performed for Everton but consistently turned down bigger and better opportunities um, he'll look back on his career with immense pride but as you rightly point out, Dave, he won't look back at it and, and be ticking off the honours. And he, 
absolutely could have done that uh, because he was of that calibre to, to go on and be potentially, arguably is, in my eyes, the Premier League's greatest left-back. But he, he was unfortunate on an international stage to have someone like Ashley Cole competing yeah. with him. Uh, but it's... It's it's so hollow, isn't it? When you see people walk away from from the football club like this, I mean, the only surprise really today is that the referee didn't give him a penalty when he made that tackle because I just thought, you know, that that just summarises up someone who Everton fans would hold as a hero or a legend, depending on your use of the terms. But it's um, it it's one of the old guard moving away, isn't it? It's it's everything we've already spoken about the the. The spirit that Moyes squads had in them, uh, and the, the likability that a lot of those players had in those teams, and that is probably the last up or bar Seamus Coleman of the players that at one point I can remember actually liking this football team, and Leighton Baines was a massive part of that. Um, yeah. I, I, the the peak years of Moyes, where we were sort of competing in Europe and playing arguably the best football that we've seen an Everton side play, he was probably our most efficient and most important attacking player. And I think to, to say that about one of your fullbacks just shows how influential not only his own individual role was, but the possibly one of the greatest ever partnerships that, that two players have formed in this football club between Leighton Baines and Stephen Pienaar. And at that point, if Leighton Baines and Pienaar played and Baines was on top form, then Everton didn't lose football games. And his, his influence not only in his job at left-back, but going forward and making this team what it was and giving it an identity going forward as a left-back is remarkable. Uh, and it's hopefully when all this is over, we will get some form of opportunity to give him a send-off, a testimony or whatever that may be. But for it to end like this on a competitive stage is just so incredibly disappointing for him. It's proper good. He's the embodiment of the world professional isn't he um, because you think of the you know you think of the tides he could have played in and who he could have been who he could have gone to the United things obviously uh, the obvious one people turn to but I, I can't imagine Leighton Baines has gone through a 13 year career playing how he has without having offers from other clubs or without having, having offers from, from other clubs because if you if you look at him and, and again I think it's a reflection of him as a person like you said, Matt, I think he, he he's not really he doesn't really like football. And I, and I love that about him. I love his personality. I love to him retiring today doesn't doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Um because he I, I, I think he knows he's one of the quotes that's on the video that I made last night that I put up on the, the Blue Room social media, one of the quotes from that, which was at an Everton kit launch from a couple of years ago, was that he, he wants to learn about himself as a person. I think he's quite deep mm. and he talks about how, you know, his life away from football is what he really wants to explore at some point in his life. And and now he gets to do that. Um, it, he's, it, you look, you, I don't think I'll look back on an Everton player with more fondness. I'll have, I'll have mm. more favourable Everton players than Leighton Baines. You all know my love for, for Andre Kachelskis, but in terms of a, a, a genuine love and um, connection with a person, at, at the football club because he didn't speak much in the media then. do you know what Matt I'm going off on a tangent here but when, when I was at Radio City I got to interview him twice um, and, and I just had a lovely time um, just, just talking to him he's a massive family man he's got three kids 
um, who were with him at, on one of the occasions. And the lad just took everything in his stride. Do you know what I mean? Nothing flustered him. People point out about that occasion when Kevin Morales took that penalty off when we were playing West Brom, and that they'd like to have seen him have more than a, you know more of a backbone to say, "No, I'm on the pens round here uh, as a senior Everton player," and he didn't. And a lot of people, I think, criticised him for that because obviously Morales went on to miss in the most dreadful game you've ever seen at Goodison, and there are many contenders as we saw today. Um, he, but if you take that away from him, you take away who he is. And and I just think you, you you will not find somebody like that again. I don't think that type of profile of a footballer exists anymore as as a person. Somebody who adapts their lifestyle to play football. It's like us three going for a kickabout in the park. I get the impression his attitude towards playing it was like that and that it was a job and it was work. I think he enjoyed it at times, but I'm sure if you asked him right now, he'd happily be sitting on a stage with a guitar singing mm-hmm. some moody indie tunes. Do you know what I mean? That, from, that's who, from a yeah, non- I mean, I, video, I can't wait to buy his album. <laughs> oh, mate, you're like, I, I, he just needs to have. He just needs to host an open mic night in town, and I'll be there with him. Um, <laughs> you think he can be our equivalent to Jamie Webster? <laughs> yeah, it's a great shot, that. Yeah, we don't give him anything to sing about, so it'll just be him on stage with a guitar, look and sound. But not actually, <laughs> I'm, 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 happy, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him to mine. I'm happy for him to pretend he's playing guitar. I just want to sit and watch him. Uh, and, and, and the sad thing is, I think from our point of view as spectators, we won't really see Leighton Baines much anymore. We won't see him do anything. I couldn't see him doing media work. You maybe get him do the odds after dinner thing. Um, but uh, Leighton Baines, we love you. Unbelievable player. Yeah. I think there's a musical ambassador and all he does is <laughs> follow the club up and down the country playing the recorder and swinging left foot at balls in for the fans to get up and jump and, and continue. I've got a feeling he might, he might hate this club as much as us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I think what you said there, there you sort of sums it up for me, you know, I think because he's such a, he breaks the mould in a lot of respects when it comes to Monday footballers. And I think because of that, we focus on his personality a lot and, and that side of it more. You said there, unbelievable footballer, and I think that's probably overlooked. He was he was an unbelievable player, and not just in terms of his quality, he was left foot and his set pieces and all that. But there was one season where he played every minute of every game for Everton in the Premier League, and he was the only outfield player in the season to do it. He strung together something like fifty games in a row at one point under David Moyes, as well, where he played. You know, he he was a, a genuine world class footballer at his best, and I think. You know, playing at the same time as Ashley Cole was obviously not great for his international chances, but I think it's testament to him that, you know, he, he sort of, at one point, maybe when Cole was on, on decline a little bit, but he was he was as good as, if not better than, than Ashley Cole, and he probably should have been in the England team towards, I think, in 2010, 2012, that sort of time period. And I'll always remember that game at West Ham, the two free kicks, and when he was over the second one, just thinking, this is going in. And just knowing and just being sure that he was gonna he was gonna put it in because he was so good at that point, so confident in himself. But yeah, we'll we'll do, we'll do a lot more late in Bain's content obviously this week. Um, you know, you know, unless you just want to carry on talking about him now, we'll just jib off the rest of the game. I mean, what 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 what, <laughs> what what moments stand out when you look back at his Everton career for you guys? I'd well, I'd say generally, and I know that we we've, we've touched on a few you know high performing players at Everton, and admittedly they've been few and far between, but. I think if you're going to summarise him, he he is probably the only player that you you genuinely could have taken him out of Everton and dropped him into any team in the world. 
And I mean, we've had others. We've had Rom, who arguably wouldn't have fitted some sides. We've had Mikel Arteta in this pomp, who arguably wouldn't have fitted into some midfields. But Leighton Baines could have played for absolutely anyone in the world. And to, to think that we were able to, to enjoy his highs for 13 years is, is incredible. Um, obviously, the free kicks at, at West Ham were brilliant. Um, a free kick down at White Hart Lane is always one that you look back at and think, as a piece of technical ability, it, it's incredible. Um, if you were, you, you couldn't do it on a computer game and put it in that area of the goal. It was something that he was, he he did so well, but also looked like it wasn't that much of an effort for him. Uh, even the ones at West Ham, where he, you know he kind of came over towards the crowd and gave it a bit of a fist pump, but he kind of just thought, well, it, this is what my left foot does, and it, it was just it was just part and parcel of of what he saw his role. Um, the goal at Newcastle obviously was incredible, but I think I'll always be thankful that so many of those goals, A, came away from home and were also years and years ago now. Uh, and the fact that we had something so recent to to cling on to, like that goal at Leicester, uh, I, I, sorry, against Leicester at Goodison in the Cup this season, um, it, it was one of those really emotional moments, Only not only because of the importance of the goal at the time and the stage of the game that it was in, but it, it does get to a point in a player's career where you think, I'm, I'm going to savour that, that pass or that tackle or that goal a little bit more. Uh, and, and there was genuinely that feeling, albeit on a night that, that ended in disappointment. But if you, if you could just bottle the, the atmosphere and the, the well wishes towards Leighton Baines at the point where the ball hit the net, it was brilliant. And I think it, that, that just summarises what he was. I know that the eternal image and banner of Leighton Baines will be the Baines is one of us banners that are down at Watford. Um, he, he spoke as an Evertonian. He, he thought like an Evertonian. And it was just a joy to have someone that belonged to us be a performer of that high level. We, we, we've waxed lyrical this season about how we want our local lads and how we want our Evertonians to actually be good footballers. And, and the, the the gap is not quite being bridged at the moment, but he did it with ease. Yeah, it's it's really sad, and it, you know, it's it's sad sitting here talking about him. And what, I think one of the reasons it's sad, Dave, is because you sort of look at it and think, it, it, you know, we're miles off having anyone else like you for a long time, aren't we? In that regard, you know, it sounds like your dogs are fuming about late retiring there and in the back of them as well. By the way, but, yeah, I think yeah. But um, you know, it, it feels as though it's we're not going to have anyone like this again for a while. If ever, really, are we someone who is, you know, so in sync with the fans, who is, is you know, has so much quality, who wants to stay this football club for, for a long time, and who continues to deliver right up, right up to the end, to a point where all, we're all sat here now. And ever since Twitter was talking about today, saying, oh, God, we really don't want this fella to go. You know, most of the players in this squad are like, oh, my God, can't wait till they get out the door. You know, already we've got people getting in touch with us there about this post-match, saying, you know, sell them all apart from three or four of them. In the main, most fans want football has gone out this football club. And today, in Leighton Baines' last game for Everton, it was a lot of, oh my God, please don't go. Like, you know, stay, stay for one more year. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's crap, isn't it? That, 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 that's what makes it so, such a sour taste that leaves in your mouth, let alone us not being able to say goodbye to him at Goodison this afternoon. And uh, I'm, <laughs> do you know what? It's almost a reflection of, of what Baines would probably want himself, is to go without any sort of fuss. Mm. But quite clearly, that was the plan in all this. We would see out the final day and then he nonchalantly 
just they just club just announce it and then and then that's that. I think that's a reflection of who he was. The the bad memories I have, Matt, and and I think the the free kicks obviously will, will take the um, the acclaim in all of this when anybody thinks back the West Ham, the Newcastle, the Spurs, all those. Um, was was the the feeling he gave me as a player that I didn't have to worry about the, that issue on the pitch. Now, what I mean by that is, and if other fans of other clubs are listening to this, they they might well not have to suffer this sort of indignity. But when when I watch Everton over the years, most of the time I have a concern about somebody. Not all of the time I have a concern about an area of the pitch, about a certain player. About the manager, all all kinds of things. I have I have an anxiety when I watch this team, regardless of whether they're playing really well or not. Um, and that's born out of the inconsistency we've had, and generally how poor uh, slash mediocre we've been over the years. But Leighton Baines is one of the very few that I can even count on one hand, maybe in just a couple of fingers, I can count them. Who, when his name's put on the team sheet, I, I, I glance over it. I don't. I don't even look at it, which is a huge compliment to him. When everybody else in the starting eleven, I'd be like, "Well, well, you know, he had a dodgy game last time. Can he really cut it? And Everton going to bottle it again away from home, type of thing." And invariably, we were all right about that. With him, no, he he defied that, but in his own way, he defied that by having a level of consistency that was, you know, seven, eight out of ten every single week. I can't think of a poor game that he's had. Maybe maybe the odd one or two in, what, 300-odd games, nearly 400 games for the club. Um, he, he was somebody, I think, that the nonchalance, the calmness, the sort of... He, he fly, he's the type of lad who fly under the radar. He's the type of lad, if you, if you put 20, 20 people in a room, you'd remember the other 19 and forget that he was there. Do you know what I mean? That That's who he was, and I, and I reflect on him that way as a footballer because he didn't give you any reason to panic he didn't give you any reason to second guess and like I say I think the nicest possible compliment I can give him is I completely took him for granted hmm. and you can't say that about many footballers not for the longevity that he had in an Everton shirt um, I, I actually thought his best spell for us was probably towards the end of that decade maybe 07, 08, 08, 09 when he really started to establish himself after Jolien Lescott, who, as, as our listeners will know, I was a massive fan of at left-back. It took a hell of a lot to, to, to get his way in, by the way. He waited the best part of 18 months to cement that place. But then when he did, and, and, and Lescott probably helped him in that regard, he, had, he knew he had to up his game with it because we've got a centre-back who can also be superb at left-back. So when, when he first come in, he, almost, he, he had to hit the ground running. He had to be a model of consistency. I, I remember clear as day that there was rumours that he was going to leave because he couldn't get in ahead of Lescott in that left-back slot. Mm. But then he come in and was better and, and found just week after week, he mentioned that, you know, that just that marathon of games, 50-odd games every single minute he played. And, and I don't think I can pick an Everton player who, who, who could handle that workload but also have the quality to carry on performing and chaining our performances. There was a game at Chelsea, Matt, where I think we drew one all. It wasn't the KL overhead. It was Beckford, I think, equalised for us in that. that? I think it was the same, yeah. same season as the um, the FA Cup game. because yeah. Or was it? We were wearing the cream yeah, kit. Yeah. yeah. And he goes on this magnificent run. Uh, cuts in from left-back. Links up with a couple of players. Beats like three or four Chelsea players. 
and indirectly sets up the goal that, that Bedford puts away, headers home in the, in the last minute. He was he was so much more than just a left back. I, I go as far as saying he probably contributed to remodeling that role. And I know attacking left backs now are the run of the mill, aren't they? In fact, if you don't have an attacking left back, your team's probably at a detriment, isn't it? They're probably not uh, as good as they could be. You look at what Liverpool have done this season with, with Alexander Arnold and Robertson and how important they are to the attacking play. I think Baines is an all rounder. Was was able to you know his stats tell you that I think he's got the most assists as a defender in Premier League history. Yeah, he, he's 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 just got it in abundance. He had the all round game because you'd never look at him and think he was a liability defensively either. He was quick. He was versatile. The ridiculous calls for him so much as to get a game in midfield, which I'll never forget either. Um, just just a wonderful human being and a wonderful footballer. Yeah, um, quite sad, isn't it? I mean, I don't. I think probably should end it there. I think. Well, I say it's sad, Matt. What, what the sad thing is, we, we sat here and carried on talking about that Bournemouth game. We feel even worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There'll be plenty. So, uh, be plenty of time in the week, no doubt. But um, yeah, in light of the news, obviously it's probably fitting to remember Leighton Baines. We'll be doing loads of stuff about his career at Everton uh, in the week coming up, and um, of course we'll reflect on the game as well um, in a bit more detail. It's Bournemouth. I was having a chat about Jordan Pickford, all that sort of stuff. Obviously, had a bit of a shocking game today as well. Uh, but we'll leave that for now. But uh, lads, last post-match of the season. Bit of pleasure. Thanks very much for, for coming on. Thanks for everybody for listening to these and, and sharing these, you know, raw emotional moments with us all throughout the campaign. And of course, we'll be carrying them on in seven weeks' time when everything gets back in action again in the Premier League. Oh, don't know if we're excited about that or not. Um, Leighton Bainsless for the first time in 13 years. Oh, Dave, don't. Oh. Can't cope. Sad day. Terrible Sad day. day. Terrible day all around. But uh, yeah, as David Mark said, uh, raise his drinks to Leighton Baines tonight. What a footballer he's been for this football club. We will miss him dearly. Uh, but we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money. But it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory. But we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.